Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Verses five through thirteen, real quickly. Uh, actually, we're going to read. We're going to start at verse. Uh, let's start at verse nine. Let's start at verse nine this morning. Um, we're in a series right now. You can put the series graphic up. We're 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 in a series right now called "This Is the Way: Understanding the Importance and Power of Prayer." Prayer is a very important thing we learned about last week, how Jesus put emphasis whenever he went in and he flipped the tables of the money changers in the temple. He put emphasis and didn't say this, my house shall be called, whenever he's echoing Isaiah, he, he could have changed it to whatever he wanted to. He didn't say my house should be called a house of praise. He didn't say my house should be called a house of joy. He said that my house shall be called a house of of prayer, further cementing Jesus, putting greater emphasis on the importance of the church being a place of prayer. Amen. Pastor Roberts always said it this way: that a church will never be as strong as. Uh, uh, trying to the way he says it, he said, it, basically, the church needs to pray, or else it's not strong. <laughs> we'll put it there. I I literally just blanked. Um, it's important that, that prayer is a very vital part of our church. It always has been in the beginning stages. Honestly, it was mainly just Pastor Chelsea and I. We were praying together. We had our own prayer meetings. And maybe a little kiss here and there, too, in the middle of the prayer meetings. Amen? And so that we, we pray together. And then... And then now we started our prayer nights, and we really are pushing these. We want to see you at prayer nights because we believe it's important that our church prays together. Not just 10 of us praying, not just 20 of us praying. I believe it's important that we all pray. Now, I'm not saying, and I'm talking about this just a second. I'm not saying if you don't come to prayer, you're not praying, okay? I understand. There's things that are going on in life. There's sports. There's, there's all different kind of things, extracurricular things that you have going on with your job and all these different things. So please don't misunderstand my heart today. But what I am saying is I do believe that it is important to Jesus that we all participate in prayer. Amen? Now, today I want to give you some principles of effective prayer. And uh, while I was studying on my way back, which I'll go and say, I don't think I said this yet. Thank you to those that were praying with us. Uh, Wednesday to Saturday, we flew in. At se- we, we landed about 740 last night in Panama City, picked up the kids, drove back to Crestview. Uh, we were in Arkansas this week from Wednesday, or early Wednesday. Our flight left at 3 a.m., and we didn't go to bed that night until about midnight uh, because we administered at their church uh, that day. And we- Believe it or not, we didn't even take a nap. It was Holy Spirit fuel, okay? Uh, it really was. I was like, oh, glory to God. Uh, but but we, um, we had uh, great ministry meetings there. I ministered in their service on Wednesday night, and Pastor Chelsea led worship. And, um, and also, we got the incredible honor and opportunity to get to be a part of their album recording, which Pastor Chelsea is actually leading a song on, and I got to play drums on the song that she's leading as well. Um, and so it was a really, really great opportunity uh, to get to be there. We got to really um, just have a great time. And I'm telling you, they're, uh, it's uh, Pastors Kenny and Krista McFessel. They're going to be with us sometime next year. Uh, we're going to have them in. Um, and Mitchell, their son, and Jared, their other son, and their soon-to-be daughter-in-law, Cooper. Uh, Mitchell and Cooper, they are writing some incredible songs and recording some great things for the kingdom of God. Um, and we're actually going to be doing one of their songs about not taking the Holy Spirit for granted. We're going to be doing that um, in the weeks to come. And I'm telling you, it's a powerful, 
powerful song. And we're really excited to get to um, do that here at High Praise. But thank you for those that were praying with us. We had safe travels, and we had good ministry meetings, so we really covet your prayers. We're just so grateful uh, for those that prayed with us uh, on that. But let's, let's move on in our, in our message real quickly. So Jesus taught us how to pray, though. In this scripture, Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And he's, he basically says in the verses before this, hey, don't go babble on forever. Don't go babble and babble and keep praying, keep praying. Don't just pray so others hear you. Don't pray for attention. Okay, so listen. You may want to write this down already. Prayer is not about being seen by men. It's about being heard by God. Say it again because you want to write that down this morning. Prayer isn't about being seen by men. It's about being heard by God. Jesus said this about how to pray. He says this, and we're starting verse 9. In this manner, therefore pray. So Jesus is saying, look, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Yeah. Wow, I'm old now. Uh, goes on to say, our Father in heaven. Many of you know this, right? Hallowed be thy, thy name or your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen let's pray father i thank you for this word today i thank you lord we open up our hearts open up our eyes open up our mind to the understanding of your word thank you lord that this word changes us. Lord, I thank you that it strengthens our prayer life. And I thank you, Lord, that everyone that hears it today receives something from your spirit. Let it not just be my words, but Holy Spirit, I ask now for you to speak through me. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. I want to break this down today. And I can go ahead and tell you that, so this is where I was going earlier. I was trying to where I was going earlier. Uh, on the flight back from Arkansas, I looked over at Pastor Chelsea and I said, there is no way we're getting through all this. So let's, let, let's just, let, let's jump in. We'll see how far we get today. Um, but I want to break this down. And so Jesus says, in this manner, in this manner, therefore pray. Or he, basically what he's saying here is, this is the way to pray. Like when you're praying, this is the way to do it. And so number one is this, prayer should begin with the acknowledgement of who he is. He's giving it, Jesus is really, I want you to understand Jesus is not saying you have to pray this exact prayer every time you pray. Jesus, think about it this way. Jesus is giving us an outline on how to pray. And in that outline, everything that he's saying is filled with recommendations on how to pray. Okay? So the first one is this, that prayer should begin with the acknowledgement of who he is. How does he start that off? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Listen, everything we receive from heaven is predicated first off of a relationship and a covenant that we have with Father God. He says, our Father. We're going to break this down real, like, real, real, okay? Our Father. He doesn't say, my Father. He says, our Father. One of the reasons I believe that Jesus is saying, our Father, is because I want you to understand that prayer isn't just for you, it's praying for others too. Prayer doesn't just affect you, it affects other words. Prayer is not all about me, it's really about the kingdom of God being established here on earth. And you show that later on, we're praying his will for 
everyone that's around us. Because whether you like it or not, what you do, what you do does affect those around you. So whenever the will of God comes into alignment in your life, guess what begins to take place? It affects people that are around you. Can I give you a case in point? Pastor Chelsea and I, that we were... We were obviously, we were pastors at High Praise Panama City for years, for about a decade. We were there uh, as kids pastors, youth pastors, associate pastors. And there was a time where we were praying, Lord, your will be done. Because we were in that season of transition. We knew something was going on. We're, and I know some of you have heard this testimony, but I'm trying to show you here a visual so you understand this. We're praying, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your will be done. Lord, your will be done. Our Father, aren't heaven, Lord, just have your way in our life. And the Lord divinely opens a door of opportunity for us to move to Crestview, grow, uh, 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 take over a church, semi-plant a church, and, and, and now look at what's going on. There are hundreds of people that are being affected by the ministry of Holy Spirit through what, what, he, what he is doing through Pastor Chelsea and I. What am I saying? I'm saying that every time God moves you into your next season, it affects those around you. That's why it's important that when you pray, you acknowledge God as our Father because, Lord, I want you to move for me, but, Lord, I want you to move in the lives of others too. It's not all about you. Prayer should be done corporately and privately, too. And I know I said a minute ago, you know, Jesus, he alludes to, hey, don't babble on like the pagans do. Don't just talk and talk and talk. You know, just go out there and use big words and all these different things so everybody sees you and all this, literally. And then he goes on to say, go pray in the closet where nobody sees you, but Jesus hears you. Listen, Jesus pr- prayed in pu- public. So you got to understand this does not mean that whenever you pray in public, you are doing wrong. And some people have taken this and really stretched it into that. Believe it or not, and you may go, that's crazy. But there are people that have stretched it into the b- belief that you can't pray around people. And I'm not saying that all prayer has to be done in the closet. Prayer should be done in public and in private. Now, this is really what it means. If Once again, going back to what I said earlier, if you're praying for people to see you then you're praying wrong if you're praying so that you can be heard by men you are praying wrong that is not the motive of prayer the motive of prayer is god hear my petitions god hear my cries god hear us as we speak directly to you our father and even talking about uh, Jesus prayed in public. The early church had prayer meetings in public. We, I just talked about them a little bit at the beginning of the message. They prayed together all the time in public places. Prayer is an important thing, and it's to be done together. So let's keep going. Our Father. So in prayer, we should acknowledge Him as Father. Please stop saying Daddy God. Okay? Our Father. It is an acknowledgement that he is over everything. It's acknowledgement of him as father that establishes correct perspective in prayer. James said it like this. Every good and perfect thing comes from the father of light. Which means this. We can pray from an understanding that we talked a little bit about this last week. That we aren't begging and trying to persuade the father to do something good. He is good and can only do good. 
That means whenever you, when you pray words of destruction over someone, I want you to hear this, that is not godly prayer. You want to know what that is? It's defined as witchcraft. When you begin to pray, Lord, bring destruction on these people because they believe that way. That's witchcraft prayer. You got awfully quiet in the southern church when I said that. When you pray with a motive for someone to die, be destroyed. I talked about this a little with Pastor Chelsea on our trip. God, God can destroy things. But once you hear this, he's not destroying people. He destroys spirits. We fight. And, how ridiculous would it be for God to be like, hey, uh, fight not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, age, so on and so forth, like it says in Ephesians. But, but I'm going to do differently. I'm going to kill people because I don't like them. Hmm? He doesn't, we don't fight against people. We fight against spirits. We wrestle against spirits. So if you're praying, Lord, break down the demonic stronghold that's on that person's life, great prayer. <laughs> Lord, kill that person because they have a demonic stronghold. Wrong. God can only do good things. And listen, it's a good thing to break demonic strongholds and spirits off of people. Amen? That is a good thing because it brings the goodness of God into their life. It opens up doors of freedom and liberty and emancipation from the works of the enemy. So now they can walk in the fullness of life in Christ Jesus. That's a good thing. Amen? Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of light. We're not begging, persuading, or just praying the goodness of God. The Father desires to give us good things. When we begin to declare that He is good and desires to give us good things, we're acknowledging relationship in that moment. We're acknowledging that He is Abba Father, and we are sons and daughters. He is Abba Father, we are sons and daughters. This is a spiritual and a mental positioning of ourselves in order to receive from heaven. Whenever we pray in that manner, when we pray in that way, Understanding that he is Father God. We pray in that manner. We're understanding that now that the door is open for him to, to unleash and unlock goodness in our life. Since I know he is Father, I know he will not withhold any good thing. Now, I, I want, I want I, this isn't in the notes, but I want to say this too. Because in the day, especially in the day we live in, I'm sure there are many people in this room that were raised by father figures that let you down there's probably people in this room that your father may have left you at a young age and was never there in your life I want you to hear me that though we love whomever that may be that is not the representation of God our father and oftentimes we as this is just how we are as humans Oftentimes, we directly correlate the Father God with what we see in human fathers. I believe I'm a good dad. I, I, I believe I'm a good father to my, my kids. I love them. I give them as much good things as I can. But I never want my kids to limit God's goodness based off of my fathering. 
So let me encourage you in this real quickly. Don't limit God's goodness based off the fathering that you saw exampled in your life. Because God is so much better of a father than any human father could ever be. You could literally put the poster child for fathers up, and I promise you, God is so much better. He is so much better. So when you pray, I want you to, you can't understand that God is your father and desires good things until you first have an understanding of how good he is. And that's why I wanted to say this real quickly. And maybe if that's you in this room today and I'm speaking to you directly, maybe you need to go study a little bit about the goodness of God. Maybe you just need to go type in Google, why is God good? How good is God? And just read scriptures and un- to understand how important his goodness is to each one of us. And then that will begin to under- you'll be able to see that, man, God's not withholding from me. God is releasing his goodness in my life. I can see it all around me. I can see the evidence of his goodness all in my life, all around me. There's an incredible song about that. I think it's called Evidence by Josh something. I don't remember, but it's, a, it's actually a really, really good song. I really like the song. And it talks about how I see the evidence of his goodness all over my life. And I'm telling you, when you take time to actually look around, you'll see how good the Father God is. Amen? Let's keep going. So he says, our Father, now he goes on to say, in heaven. Where is he at? In heaven. That We're acknowledging this. He is over us. He is over us. We acknowledge our submission to him and his lordship within our lives whenever we recognize him in heaven. Which means this also. We are, it is this. We are humbling ourselves under, under the, the mighty hand of God. The scripture actually talks about this. It says whenever you humble yourself under the, the mighty hand of God, it actually says that you will actually be lifted in due season. Listen, there's a perfect time that whenever you humble yourself, God will lift you up just in the right place and at the right time. Amen? It's his perfect time that he exalts us and he promotes us to where we're supposed to be. We acknowledge that he is supreme and our help comes from above and we're insufficient without him. Listen, you can't do it by yourself, buddy. You can't do the things that you're called to do just by yourself. You need God. You may want to write this down. When you believe you can do it by yourself, you cut off heavenly intervention and assistance. When you believe that you don't need to pray about it any longer and you can do everything by yourself, you are literally cutting off heavenly intervention and assistance. We must acknowledge in prayer that we are invoking heaven to invade earth because earthly means are not enough. So whenever we say our Father in heaven, we're actually making a declaration that he reigns over the affairs of men. He reigns over every affair of man that's going on, whether it be in your work, whether it be in your family, whatever it's in. He reigns in that whenever you begin to declare our Father in heaven. Now let's keep going on. What does he continue to say? Once again, Jesus gives us a blueprint on how to pray. We're literally, I pr- this might take two weeks, but we are breaking down this whole scripture because I believe it would be silly for us to do a series on prayer, but not really talk about how Jesus said to pray. Now, I could give you a really great Pentecostal teaching on how Pentecostals have taught us to pray. And I'm sure that we could hoop and holler, shout, Jericho march, run around the room about it. 
And I'm not saying that they're wrong, so please don't misunderstand me today. I'm not throwing stones at anybody. But we'll get to that eventually. I don't know how long this series is going to be. We're just going with it. Originally, it was going to be three weeks. I'm thinking it's going to be longer than that. But, but what we're going to talk about is we're going to break down how Jesus taught us to pray. Because that's important to know how Jesus taught us to pray. More than just, oh yeah, this is what he said to pray. No, let's actually figure out what he means by this. Hallowed be your name is what he goes on to say. What's that mean? Reverence. Reverence the name of the Lord. Reverence the name of the Lord. Listen to me. His name is meant to be honored. It is meant to be reverenced. It is meant to be respected. And hallowed means this. It literally means to be holy or set apart. Meaning there is no other name like Jesus. There is no other name like the name of our Father God. The name of the Lord is a, is a high tower, a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are what? They're safe. They're safe in the name of the Lord. While he is Father, he is also God and meant to be revered. Let's move on. To, it goes on to say this. Hallowed be your name. Your name. So through your name, what should we do while we pray? We should acknowledge the names of the Lord. You know that? God has, God goes by many names. If you go through the scripture, he doesn't just, it's not just God everything. He has covenantal names that are attached to him. What are covenantal names? It means that whenever you are saved, you have the covenant right to these names and to invoke them in your life, to speak them. And listen to me, prayer should begin with praising the name of the Lord and the names of God then on the backside of that, reveal his character. However you magnify God is how he will manifest into your life. So whatever name you use for him, please understand what I'm saying this, because like you heard me this morning, we begin to pray, I begin to pray, Jehovah Rapha. Rapha means healer. It's one of the covenantal names of God. So as we're praying for healing, I am then turning around and saying, Jehovah Rapha, I'm invoking that covenantal name of God over the people of God. It's important that we know the names of the Lord so that we can pray appropriately. And you may want to write these down because I'm going to give you, um, I believe it's like eight of them. I'm going to give you, I believe it's eight. And we're going to talk about each one just a little bit. That's why I said there's no way we're getting through all this because, yeah. Number one is this. Now this one, you're going to have fun spelling, okay? I just, I think we should have like a spelling bee on these. You ready? Jehovah Sitkenu. Good luck. Could use it in a sentence. <laughs> Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord our righteousness. That's what it means. It means he is the Lord our righteousness. For those of you wondering how to spell it, it is T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. Anybody get it right? Probably not. Y'all put S I D Sid K K A Y New N E W Sid K New Jehovah Sid K New means the Lord our righteousness. The Bible says that the righteous are as what bold as a lion. Listen to me. Whenever you acknowledge Him as this, as Jehovah Sid K New, your righteousness, you are also recognizing Him as your boldness. At the same time, you're recognizing him as righteousness, but also as boldness. 
And that gives us a proper prayer attitude and how to pray because we don't, once again, we don't walk into the back doors and just, and, and just uh, uh, like, like, oh, God, please, please, please. No, we pray with boldness. Unashamed, pray, amen? Number two is Jehovah Shalom. Many of you probably know what this is. He is the Lord, our peace. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Peace means harmony with God and contentment and satisfaction in life. Jesus broke the curse and broke down the walls whenever his blood was poured out and he rose and the veil was ripped in two. Listen, Jesus broke down those things that were separating us and now he can freely give us peace. The scripture tells us this, he will keep you in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfastly on you. He keeps us in perfect peace when our mind is fully on him. You know, one of the greatest ways to keep your mind fully on God is pray, communicate, talk with him. Anybody else have conversations with people? And, um, you know, when me and Pastor Chelsea will have, a, a, you know, a, let's not just talk about conversation. Whenever you're having an, when I say conversation, I mean an actual, an important conversation. You have to remove, you have to remove any hindrances. You have to remove any distractions. You have to remove these things so that you can actually keep your mind on them. Anybody else like that? I am a person that is very much like whenever I am having a conversation, there can't be other conversations going on around me because my ear hears everything going on around me. I, I joke about it, and it's true. And I've said it here before, but like when I study if someone begins to talk to me, I will actually begin to write down what someone is saying rather than what I'm thinking. I would have been a great scribe. Or really bad, either one, because I can't spell real well. But whenever you're having conversation with someone, an important conversation, you have to remove distractions. Can I tell you that whenever you have conversations with God, they should be important. Which means that you should do what? Remove distractions. When you remove dis distractions, have important conversations with him, important prayers, real prayer with him, that is when, okay, that is when he begins to put your mind in perfect peace. Because everything else that was distracting you is gone. Now all you see is his goodness and peace overtakes you. It's important to pray that way. That's how he becomes Jehovah Shalom. Now the next one, Jehovah Shama. Jehovah Shama. Which means this, the Lord is present. The Lord is present. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. We're probably going to end at the names of God today. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. That means that his presence is here. Scripture says this. We used to teach it in kids' church like this. Don't you know that you are God's temple and God's Spirit lives in you. God's Spirit lives in you. Scripture teaches us that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and God's Spirit lives in you. That means this, that He is present with you and present in you. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is omnipresent. He is always there. Listen, in the broken times, guess what? He's there. 
He didn't leave you because brokenness is around you. In, in the not so good times, guess what? He's there. In the greatest of times, guess what? He's there. God is always there. If you are saved and the Holy Spirit now lives within you, because in case you didn't know, Jesus doesn't live in your heart. He's seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession. He's praying for you. He's making intercession for you. And now the Spirit of God is now living and dwelling within you. So if you have his spirit living and dwelling within you after you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, that means that Shama is always there with you. Amen? So in the midst of times where you feel lonely, guess what? You don't need to shout Shazam. You should shout Shama. <laughs> Shama. And Shama, he's there. Right there in that moment. We need to pray to Jehovah Shama. And he shows up in that way. The Bible says he's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And I'm telling you, whenever you need help, when you feel alone, when you feel like you can't go any further, begin to invoke the name of God, Jehovah Shammah. I thank you that you're here with me. I know if the world feels like it's burning down around me, but I know I'm not alone because you are here with me. Amen. Jehovah Rapha is our next one today. Jehovah Rapha. It's the Lord, our healer. We do have a healing covenant with the Father. The Bible says, by his stripes, we are made whole, or we are healed. The next one is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. It's the Lord, our provider. Very familiar passage that we quote often. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It's important to know him as Jaira. And y'all know it. Jaira, you're enough. Yeah, y'all know that song. Listen, when you, when you need provision of any sort, sing that song. Praise him in that way. Acknowledge the name of the Lord in that manner. It's important to call on him what you need from him. Listen, you're redeemed from the curse of poverty and lack. You don't have to live in that manner any longer. You can begin to invoke the name of God, and I believe that God will begin to change things. Now, we're, I don't, I don't, that's maybe next week. But let me just go ahead and say you can't call, <laughs> it's hard to call on the name of the Lord as Jaira whenever you are breaking the principles that will actually invoke him as Jireh. Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, provide for me. And the Lord's like, you don't even, like, you don't even live generously. Not to mention tithe. Like, you don't even live, like, with compassion in your heart towards people. But you're, Lord, 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 please, 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 please show up as Jaira, 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 you're enough, you're enough. Listen, start living a lifestyle of giving and then call on him as Jaira. God, give, 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 but I ain't giving nothing. Listen, you have to begin. If, if you're going to call on him as Jaira, you've got to begin to live as in the principles of God. It is next week. We're going to talk about that some more. Next, name of God. Y'all still with me? I know this is not a fun, preachy, preachy message. I'm teaching you things this morning. This is more learning. And some of you may came for the preach, but you're getting to learn. 
Jehovah Nisi is the next one. Jehovah Nisi. Which means this, the Lord our banner. That's N-I-S-S-I. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. In times of war, banners or flags were flown to show forth, even back in those times, to show forth who they were with, what, what army they were with. Even now, it's still the same thing. Uh, I almost said Lance Armstrong went on the moon. That would have been bad. That was a to- total different person. Neil Armstrong, when he gets on the moon, what's he do? He, we had, he puts what? He puts the flag down as the first people went to the moon, right? Because flags identify who you are with and whose side you are on and even who is fighting with you. So whenever you talk about Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, what you're actually saying is, I belong to the Lord and the Lord fights for me. Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, Right? So when, when, because he loves us, we are now more than conquerors. And so now I wave the banner of Jesus. I wave the banner of Jehovah Nisi over my life to show the enemy, hey, it ain't just me that you're coming against. It's the God of angel armies too. It's the God who fights for me. And, and you know what? Not only that, I got a community of believers that are along with me who will also fight with me and will shut your mouth, devil, and will continue to move on and, and advance in the kingdom and the goodness of God. That's why it's important to pray Jehovah Nisi sometimes. Amen? Next one is Jehovah, Jehovah Rohi. R-O-H-I, which means this, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's what Scripture says. You want to understand, I want you to understand that you should always be led by the good shepherd. Amen? Good shepherd is the key word there. Good shepherd. He's a good God. Good shepherd. These are important names that we use. And the the last two are this. Lord of hosts, or you could write down Lord Sabaoth, which some of you may have never heard of that. It literally means the God of angel armies. Lord Sabaoth is one of the most used, described uh, names of God in the way of talking about him as a mighty man of war. Lord Sabaoth in the Bible is one of the most used, actually. Lord of hosts, Lord Sabaoth. And it literally means the God who fights for you. And he's the captain of angel armies who sends angels on assignment to fight for you. Amen. So it's important sometimes whenever we're feeling weak, whenever we feel um, battle-ridden, whenever we feel tired, when we feel anxiety overtaking us, when we feel depression overtaking us, that we begin to pray in that manner, Lord of hosts, Lord Sabaoth, arise and fight for me. I need you in this moment to fight for me. And the last name we'll say is this, and that's Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. It means the Lord saves. It's also known as the name above all names, Right? So whenever we speak the name of Jesus, I want you to think about this for a second. If Jesus, I wish I had a graph. If Jesus is above all names, name above all names, that means this. Anything else that has a name is what? Below it. So that means lack is below it. Depression, below it. Anxiety, below it. Huh? Addiction, below it. Sickness, 
cancer below it. Jesus' name is high and exalted above every other name. Division below it. Everything that has a name has to bow to the name of Jesus. So whenever we speak the name of Jesus, listen, situations can begin to change just by speaking the name of Jesus. I'll say this again. I'm make it rhyme this time. Situations begin to change when you speak Jesus' name. Situations begin to change when you speak Jesus' name. Amen? Now, we don't have time. I'm not going to hold you here all afternoon. We don't have time to get to the rest of it, but I want to encourage you to come back next week because we will wrap this up. And we're going to break down the whole rest of that prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the daily bread. The whole thing. We're going to get to it because I have to. But listen, this is important today, amen? I know, once again, it was not a preachy, preachy message. This is a teaching, and we're teaching you how to pray, the blueprint of prayer. These are things that you can begin to do that maybe you've never done before. That's okay, okay? This is meant to grow our prayer life and get stronger in prayer so that we know how to pray properly so that we can see the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man do what avail much that's that's what we want to see we want to see our prayers actually do things we want to see your prayers avail things you know it's funny we're driving home last night and Gideon our son looks at me and says he looks Pastor Chelsea and I he's been dealing with some some uh night terrors and things like that he's been just um having bad dreams and so on and so forth and he goes dad how how do I what do I do because I keep praying and I keep having bad dreams and I was like man I don't like that and it quite I'm be honest with you as a parent I went how do I answer this and it's funny I realized Miss Donnie can play uh, I realized sometimes the Lord it seems like a lot of times we've been in seasons in our life the Lord gives me a word to preach because he's, he's like this is for you too you need this as well and you know Today, I'm even encouraging myself as I read this, and I'm realizing this is what we need to do, son. We're going to pray this way. And I told him last night, you know, we're going to keep praying. And let me just encourage you in that. Just because you don't see your prayer avail much doesn't mean you stop praying. You continue in prayer, and you continue in prayer, and you continue in prayer. And listen, you will see breakthrough. You will see Jesus exalted in the end. Everything may not happen the way that you want it to, but listen to me. He turns all things around for the good of those who love him and called according to his purpose. Amen? Do you believe that today? Will you stand to your feet this morning and just lift both hands to the Lord, if you will? I want to pray over you today. Lord, I just thank you for this word today. I thank you for these people. I thank you, Lord, for giving us a blueprint on how to pray, showing us and speaking to us on the way to pray. So, Lord, first off today, we uplift the name of the Lord. We thank you that you are our Father who are in heaven. Lord, you're over us today. I thank you your name is holy. It's set apart. Your name is above all names. So we uplift every single name of Jesus. Jehovah Sitkenu, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jaira, Lord Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord of hosts, the one who fights for us. We uplift and exalt the mighty name of Jesus above every other name. So Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us how to pray so that we can become stronger in our prayer life, so that our prayer will avail much. Lord, we thank you for each person in this room. I thank you right now for a fresh commitment to pray once again. 
a fresh commitment to seek you all our days, Lord. So I thank you, Lord. Let communication with God begin to take place on a daily basis. Lord, let it be normal for us to pray. Let it be a daily routine that we institute in our life. Let us exalt your name above all other names every single day of our life. So, Lord, we thank you for what you've done, you're doing, and you're going to do. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen and amen.